This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. I want to talk a little bit more about Facebook because uh, we do have a deluge of big tech names uh, after the close today. Facebook is out. Uh, Charlie mentioned uh, lower, although it looks like it's just little change, a little bit lower right now in the after hours after a steeper loss uh, right after the numbers came out. Uh, Apple's to come. Tesla is out and that stock's down, as Charlie mentioned, about 3% lower in the after hours. Let's start though with what we heard from Facebook. Joining us is John Ehrlichman, anchor of BNN Bloomberg's The Open, correspondent for CTV National news on the phone from Toronto. He's also got a great tweet out today about Sandra Bullock and the internet. You, ha- If you haven't seen it, you should go and see it. Um, John, good to have you here. Yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah, look, one of these days, I hope I can talk to Sandra Bullock about her early days on the internet. <laughs> Don't we all? It was an interesting time back in 95. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was good to remember that there was a time when there wasn't the internet or it was really kind of uh, pretty basic <laughs> and primitive. Um not basic, not primitive, uh, is Facebook. It's come a long way. Uh, investors initially yeah. sold off, John, the stock in the after hours. It's now little change. What jumps out for you? Well, this is that period, of course, Carol, between when the executives field questions from analysts and when the market is reacting, when we try to determine where the stock could be going. And some of the early takeaways, and Sarah Fryer from the Bloomberg team already writing a story about this, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what 2021 means because the numbers for the fourth quarter for Facebook were strong as always. I mean, it's become an ad behemoth, even with all the uncertainty that we read about and saw tied to the uncertainty for Facebook's business and uh, you know, the uncertainty in Washington. The reality is during the pandemic, people were on their phones, they were on Facebook. And I would, would argue it's hard without getting really deep into the numbers, but I would argue more and more of this story is becoming an Instagram story, Carol. I mean, the team at Bloomberg already estimates the intelligence team that Instagram makes up at least 30% of the enterprise value of Facebook. And I don't know about you, yeah. but in my household, people were scrolling Instagram. People were shopping through Instagram. Yeah. Right? And so they have That's how my daughter designing... shops. That's how my daughter shops. She's 17. That's how she shops. Yeah. She's going through Instagram. That's right. So the, so the primary driver of that business for Instagram are the ads, and they do just about everything they can to get people talking about product and facilitating commerce, because if that is successful, then those brands will want to advertise more on Instagram. And, you know, it's interesting, even the CFO of Facebook in some prepared commentary is highlighting what happened last year, which might not happen this year. What I mean by that is we all bought a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. We were at home, you know, maybe a did some stuff with the pool. Maybe you, uh, you know, bought a new desk because you were working from home. Maybe you bought a new TV set, whatever. Instagram is all about stuff you can buy. Uh, and so that was also helping their advertising business last year. 2021, if we cross our fingers and hope that the vaccine rollout can be successful, could be more about services. Maybe we'll go out to restaurants more. Maybe we'll finally take that trip. And so they're already warning that that shift in spending could ultimately hurt them. But we'll have to see with time. So I think they had a big quarter, a monster 2020, even in the face of what are seen as some regulatory headwinds for Facebook. Right. And now we try to figure out who are the post-pandemic winners, if you will. Well, and John, I guess a question for me is, yeah, even if, I mean, this is a company where fourth quarter sales jumped 33%, and as you said, online shopping was fueling a lot of that. But, you know, if we have a company where 
a Facebook where sales jump 15 or 20 percent, those are still strong numbers. You know what I mean? Even if there's an adjustment in 2021, but yeah. maybe investors just have to kind of potentially potentially adjust those expectations. Well, I've always tried to be measured in these earnings reactions dating back to when I was based in San Francisco for mm-hmm. Bloomberg, and we were covering yeah. these earnings out there because the, the, the numbers are truly astonishing. And to your yeah. point, last year, their ad revenue jumped another 20-plus percent. Now, is that a couple percent off what we saw in the previous year? Sure. But again, we're talking about 2020 people. We're talking about yeah. one of the most traumatic right. years of our lives. And this company is talking about du- well into double-digit advertising revenue growth. And that's got to that's gotta come from somewhere. It's not like the pie is getting bigger right now. So I think Facebook continues to be in a pole position thanks to that savvy billion-dollar purchase. Seems so puny looking back for Instagram ahead of their IPO. Mm-hmm. But I think we also know beyond just what the financial outlook the company shares with us is, they're going to have to navigate these waters in Washington. Um, I think even with the core Facebook product, we've all learned our lesson of these last few months of, you know, the the negative side of what can happen on social media and being accountable and responsible for that not only takes a change in how you do the business, but also it costs money. I mean, they're spending a lot of money to try and fix those problems too. And that's yeah. the kind of thing that well, investors watch as well. And it's not just this, you know, U.S. regulatory environment. They also mentioned uh, some concerns about data transfers to and from Europe that could be hurt with new regulations. So, you know, increasingly yeah. this these types of companies are facing potentially greater regulation, whether it's here in the U.S. or, or over in Europe. Uh, looks like a pretty good quarter, John. Man, I, I, <laughs> as always, I don't right? think we should <laughs> underestimate speaking this 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 big numbers game with big tech, the symbolism of reaching a hundred billion dollars, or I guess in this case more than a hundred and eleven billion, as you yeah. just pointed out, um, how unprecedented this really is in corporate America. I mean, there's just a handful of companies, and in the next few days, I'm sure we'll be talking about the the, the mighty Amazon. But think about the business of Amazon, at least for the most part in their growth. Yeah, they've got the cloud business, which is astonishing. But really, it was about moving goods. Walmart, we know, has already reached this that threshold of being able to generate more than $100 billion in a quarter. And it's impressive. But again, the nature of Walmart's business is different. Right. Move everything we can, and our margins are razor thin. Apple... There are limitations on how far they'll go in, 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 go in selling product because they like those big margins. So I think going back to what we talked about earlier with people staying home during the pandemic and scrolling through Instagram, they were indeed but, getting new iPhones. Right. And, you know, if, if the kids were at home, they were buying some of the other gear. And then there's that services business, Carol, which is that's. The, the, the leg of growth they're, they're leaning on right now. John, where else, though? I always think about my European grandparents who came over. You know, um, Where else would you get a product that's roughly, especially if you, you know, depending on which model, but you can spend $1,000 on something that you are going to consider disposable because at some like in a couple of years, you're going to replace it or maybe sooner. I mean, we've got two new iPhones in our house. Uh, you know, I just look at, I understand what you're saying, like the limitations in terms of, yeah. you know, they want to stick with those high margins, but it works for them. Like everybody said, you got to go mass market, you got to go down market. Well, maybe you don't. Well, they, and, 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 and we should be clear, again, there were pandemic winners. 
and, mm-hmm. and Apple clearly was one of them because there was just that simple need for us to make sure we had good tech at home. And, and, and when you're a consumer and you're making a decision, um, you might have to cough up a little bit more for an Apple product, but you're, you're pretty confident in what you're getting with that product. Now, the question becomes, if you were busy buying Apple stuff last year, are you going to need to go out and get something in 2021? Right. I think that's, again, why before the pandemic hit, and we've talked for years, Carol, about how, yeah, they still have the big product days, but they're yeah. not as exciting as they once were when the iPhone was brand new. Or, you know, today uh, in 2010 was when Steve Jobs first unveiled the iPad, right? It, it doesn't feel like there's a new flashy product that gets us excited, although I have to tell you I love my AirPods and, you know, there wasn't as much fanfare around the launch of those a few years ago. Right. So I think... You'll continue to see, Carol, this company really focus on their services business. Revenue there was uh, substantial uh, at more than $15 billion. And that's things like, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you're putting in the cloud, but it's, you know, getting you to choose Apple Music over Spotify. It's getting you to use the Apple TV uh, service, mm-hmm. you know, right in the mix there with Disney Plus and Netflix. Uh, and then, you know, if they if they can sell you on some of the other stuff, you know, wearables is uh, is still a, a growing category for them. People are still picking up the Apple Watch. And I think after the initial excitement of the quarter, we'll probably go back to that storyline of what else is Apple? Well, about the that's, that's what I was thinking about. How many yeah. times over the years yeah. we've, we've said like, you know, come on, Apple, you've got to diversify, you've got to diversify. <laughs> and yet here we are like, hey, listen, these are these are pretty impressive numbers. You know, I feel like yeah. when we talk about Apple, it's always in a whole other category. Just got about 20 seconds left here, John. Any final thoughts? The one thing I'll just note is in China, sales were up substantially. They yeah. were north of $21 billion. That was up from about $14 billion a year ago. And we know that the China recovery story is something people are already talking about. Yeah, exactly. And our own Mark Gurman, who we follow so closely also when it comes to Apple, talking about the wearables home and accessories boost due to major updates in that line, including you talked about two new Apple Watch models, the AirPods, uh, the AirPods Max headphones. John was talking about the headphones there and also the HomePod mini. So he said Apple went out all on uh, accessories this past quarter. John, great to have you back with us, breaking uh, everything and anything you need to know when it comes to Facebook and Apple. John is uh, anchor of BNN Bloomberg's the open correspondent for CTV National News. This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. So Tesla is also out. It's been a big day uh, in the after hours for uh, earnings. Tesla shares, I should point out, they are lower in the after hours right now. They're just down about 4.8%. So listen, it was an outperformer last year, up 743%. It was already an outperformer this year, up 26% heading into these earnings. Growth stock, auto stock, tech stock, battery stock, it's many things. So let's get into it. With Bloomberg News reporter Ed Ludlow, he's with us from our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco, along with Ross Gerber, president and CEO of Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management. He's on the phone from Santa Monica. He owns Tesla shares, owns Tesla cars. Um, Guys, let's get into it. Ed, I'm going to start with you. What jumps out? Because I just want to say, I just saw a headline that Tesla expects to achieve 50% average annual growth in vehicle deliveries. That was in their letter. 
Yeah, that was in their letter. The thing that wasn't was basically a stated delivery goal for 2021, right? Consensus going into this was around 800,000 units. And perhaps, you know, the market a little bit disappointed that Tesla didn't just state outright what they think they will deliver this year. I guess you could ask Ross about that. Mm. Um, Well, let's ask Russ. Russ, what do you think about that? Oh, I think Elon's learned his lessons about, you know, telling people what his goals are, and then everybody jumps on him if he's short. So he's doing what Apple and all the other companies are doing and leaving a little more wiggle room for error. And maybe the more, I think the market's reacting a little bit more towards missing on the, on the EPS side than, per se, uh, what we expect out of deliveries. All right, Ed, go ahead and pick up what else stands out for you. Yeah, you know, and beyond that, I mean, credit where credit is due. Tesla says that they're on track in, in Berlin with the Gigafactory and also in Austin to start deliveries from those locations this year, which is pretty astonishing, right? Based on, you know, how quickly they built the Shanghai plant, they've now brought Shanghai up to installed annual capacity of 450,000 vehicles, which is impressive. And, and they're basically touting in the earnings release that they expect Germany at least and perhaps Austin to go the same way. There is some pressure on operating margins that Tesla says is largely from aggressive price cuts in China. The average selling price for Tesla vehicles came down, which is interesting, right? Because Elon Musk and co have talked for a while about wanting to make their vehicles more affordable. But that is completely at odds with where the rest of the industry is going. We're seeing higher average selling prices, particularly in combustion engine cars. And the final thing is that executive compensation was very high, which ate into margins as well. Yeah. Hey, listen, well, okay. So I wonder, Ross Gerber, uh, if there's a bit of a pullback, are you going to be buying into this? Well, no, because we think where we'd like to buy Tesla is uh, much lower than it's going to go tomorrow. You How know? much lower? Uh, well, you know, we see Tesla as a buy at around $500 a share, okay. you know, and that that's figuring, looking at 100 times the this year's estimate for us in 2021 of $5. So, so you know, like to me, paying $500 is, is what I would pay, you know, uh, but I also paid $7 for all my shares. So, you know, I'm in no, I don't need to sell. I don't need to do anything. So I'm a holder of Tesla stock as it bounces around here. And if I get a real correction in Tesla, I'm certainly going to add to it. All right. And what, what do you like about this quarter? What don't you like about this quarter, uh, Ross? Well, I like the top line. The top line numbers are great, but I think you guys kind of hit on, on the topic. Margins uh, were definitely hit, uh, whether it's from price reductions or increasing expenses. Uh, they were definitely hit from what they should have been on an operating level, and that's I think is why you're seeing the stock go down. But I also look at those things as not material in the story of Tesla, which is really about a company that's growing incredibly fast, um, completely innovating in several industries, and has just the most incredible long-term future of any company I own. So, so I, I don't look at this as anything meaningful. Yeah. Well, Ross, let's jump into the story that you're describing. If you look at the kind of action that we saw over the last 12 months in the share price, every time a street analyst raised their price target, a lot of that was based on future revenues, higher margin software revenue, robo-taxi. Are you disappointed we didn't hear more about that from Tesla in terms of progress on autopilot? What are you listening for on the call on those kind of value add and other business areas outside of the business of just building EVs? Yeah, you know, it's funny. That's a it's a great way to look at it. So, from a fundamental perspective, a lot of those things like robo taxi, I don't even factor into my analysis because I look at that as those will happen when they happen. Okay, what matters to me is how many cars they're going to sell and batteries and solar they're going to sell in the next two years, and what is the ramp of 
these products moving forward. So, for example, you brought up the the rapid growing of the factories and how quickly they're getting this production up. The one thing I'm focused, laser focused on, is on Cybertruck and semi, you know, production and delivery because that's going to be the next big leg up for Tesla is taking over the trucking business in, in America. And so, like, that's what I care about, because I think it's going to be hard to build the Cybertruck, and we've seen it with every time they build a new vehicle, it's kind of a nightmare. So what I'm really focused on is, are they going to execute, you know, successfully with Cyber and Semi in the next 12 months, or is this thing going to get delayed and we're going to run into problems and run into issues that could hurt the stock? So, so that's what we're really focused on, is the next market for Tesla is trucks, we want them to dominate this market, and that's the most important step besides getting full self-driving done, which they're working with simultaneously. But with the new battery cell structures and, and, and what they're building on the long term looks amazing. But as far as what's going to drive the stock, it's getting the truck business going. Ross, do we need to look at this as more of a battery company in addition to being an auto or tech company? Absolutely. In fact, that's where I think they now have the biggest moat, because every other company trying to build EVs is trying to get batteries from the same three players, and we've now made significant investment in other battery companies and other battery technologies, because basically there isn't enough of this stuff, there isn't enough cells, there isn't enough way to fill the demand that all the automakers want. So when Fisker says they're going to build a car or GM, where are they going to get all the batteries? That's going to be the question. So with Tesla doing this all in-house, but inventing a new cell that's right. six or seven times better, this is going to differentiate right. them from the competitors for the next decade. Ross, in one word, does, does Tesla and Elon Musk need to start acknowledging competition more? from the likes of Rivian, Lucid, etc. They're not competition. No, they're not competition. Who's the what's the competition? They don't even have a truck. You know, so like when they get a truck and they can actually make the truck and I can get in this truck and drive it and so the competition I see is in China, and that's why they lowered prices in China. There are some good cars in China being made, whether it be by NEO or BYD or whatever. And, and then we're also seeing uh, this new car from Lucid kind of getting towards production, which is a really nice car, too, hence the refresh of the Model S. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that refresh was a big thing, so I'm really stoked about it. You guys are the best. Ed Ludlow, auto reporter at Bloomberg News. Ross Gerber over at Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management. Guys, thank you so much. Great uh, breakout of Tesla.